Well, this is Ryan Pauly with the Coffee House Questions podcast, and welcome back to another week uh, where I just love sitting down and be able to discuss some of these issues with you and help. Uh, maybe you understand some things that maybe you haven't thought about before, and and uh, and so I just really enjoy doing this. And again, um, if you uh, are listening to this podcast, uh, just know that it is uh, streamed live on Facebook Live every Wednesday at um, 5 o'clock California time, Pacific time. And so just know that if you want to ask questions, if you want to respond, uh, that is the place that you can do that. Also, uh, like the Coffee House Questions Facebook page, and that is a great way for you to interact with me, ask questions, and, and kind of have that interaction. So make sure you go check that out on Facebook. And uh, just to kind of start off, I just want to remind you of a couple of events coming up. Uh, the Engage California 2016 conference is at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. That'll be on September 17th from 9 a.m. to 8.30. I'll be there at the Summit Ministries booth um, at that conference. And then again, uh, the Rethink Student Apologetics Conference put on by Stand to Reason is on September 23rd and 24th. It's that Friday night and then all day Saturday. Go to RethinkApologetics.com for that. Uh, you do not want to miss that conference. So those are some events coming up. And then again, I want to remind you, uh, you can check out the coffeehousequestions.com. There is a page on speaking topics. And uh, I am available to come talk to your youth group, your church, your school, uh, whatever that may be. And I have uh, one event coming up next month uh, talking with a youth group on how to spot bad explanations. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And I want to remind you that that is available um, if that is something that you're looking for. And so there's a list of topics on the website that you can check out. So, uh, getting into the discussion this week, on last Saturday, I had the privilege of going to um, Everyday Church, or, or Church Every Day, uh, here in Southern California, and they were hosting the Unbelievable Live with Justin Brierly. It's a podcast. If you don't follow, it's a wonderful podcast. But they were hosting Unbelievable Live, uh, where they had a debate or discussion between Ryan Bell and and Sean McDowell. Now, if you don't know Ryan Bell, Ryan Bell is known for uh, Year Without God. He was a Seventh-day Adventist pastor for 19 years, got his MDiv from a seminary as well as a doctorate of ministry, and um, was a pastor for 19 years until he decided that he was going to live like an atheist for one year, a year without God. And at the end of the year, he continued in that lifestyle and and gave up religion, gave up God, and now is an atheist who actually runs a ministry um, helping consult people and helping them leave religion. So people that are kind of questioning where they're at and helps them transition out of religion. And so he was having a discussion with Sean McDowell, who is a professor of apologetics, has his PhD in apologetics and worldview um, on why am I a Christian? Why am I an atheist? And it was fascinating uh, for a couple of reasons. One, they just had a great discussion, very um, calm, uh, very intelligent. They really were just sitting down having a conversation. It wasn't yelling or fighting like we think that might be. And so it was really just awesome to listen to. Um, there was a big crowd at this church. And the such a cool thing is that the pastor there talked about how this event was put on by his youth group, uh, by the young adults of the church. And he said, in fact, the majority of people that planned and organized the event were 25 years and under, some of them or many of them even 18 years uh, old and younger. And so I thought that is so fascinating. You know, if we think that students don't care about this information, they absolutely do. The students of this church put on an event and invited Sean McDowell, Justin Brierly, and Ryan Bell in for a discussion. And so that is huge. And, um, and so I just think, hey, man, students want this stuff. 
and we need to show them uh, the truth. And so I want to talk really quick about something, and I've, and I've kind of talked about it in my podcast before. It came up in the debate, uh, but I want to go a little bit more into detail about it. And that some people might say, wow, you are bringing students into an event and letting an atheist talk to them. This kind of comes up with the atheist role play, which I've talked about, um, but bringing Ryan Bell in and, and talking. And, and it, man, is that, are you worried that an atheist is talking with the students? And the answer is no. And I think a big reason is there's a difference between isolation and inoculation. Isolation, obviously, would be isolating our students from arguments against Christianity and other worldviews. And inoculation would be showing them a little bit, giving them a little bit so that they're aware of what's out there in hopes that that would help prevent further, um, uh, when they're exposed to it further on, they kind of have that preventive, they've heard these things before. In the same way that we look at shots, you know, you inoculate people, you give them a little bit of it um, to stop it further on from it coming in full force. And I want to share something out of um, a textbook that I'm using for my worldview class this year at school. Uh, It is Understanding the Times, put out by Summit Ministries. And there's a short section that says here um, in the chapter one that there's a professor he wanted to see how uh, a way that we can resist bad ideas. And so to, to, to test his inoculation theory, he exposed subjects to a variety of claims such as people should brush their teeth daily. He then exposed them to counterclaims like brushing your teeth is bad for you. But he prepped each group with at different levels. So in one group, he gave them no pre- pre- preparation. All he said was, Here's the argument. What do you think? Other ones, he just reinforced previous preparation. He just kept on reinforcing. Brushing your teeth is good. Brushing your teeth is good. Brushing your teeth is good. Another one, he gave him a warning that the attack was coming. He said something like, you will be exposed to a persuasive argument that brushing your teeth is bad. Another group, he kind of, he inoculated them. He said, you'll hear an argument stating that brushing your teeth wipes away saliva, which is the tooth's natural protective agent. Another group, inoculation plus refutation. You'll hear an argument that brushing your teeth is bad, but keep in mind that saliva can help dislodge prepared uh, foods from your teeth. Only brushing your teeth can consistently help. And then the last group, he inoculated plus refutation plus preparation. You now know one's argument. You'll You'll hear to persuade you that brushing your teeth is bad. But you'll be presented with several arguments and it will help and it will be up to you to think them through and refute them. Now, the group that was the least convinced by the bad argument of brushing your teeth is bad for you was the group that received inoculation plus refutation plus preparation. It was the group that was presented counter arguments and then allowed and given time to think through these arguments and come up with refutations so that when they were actually presented with the claim, brushing your teeth is bad, they were ready for it. They'd heard it before, they'd thought through the issue, and they were ready to give a defense. And I think the same is true with Christian students who are being um, talked to by college professors or will go out in the world and hear something. And it was fascinating because in the debate, they talked about this idea about our faith being challenged. And Sean brought up the point and he said, hey, isolation might have worked decades ago before the internet, but now every kid is one click away from the internet. 
And Justin Brierley added, you can't live in a bubble anymore. And I remember when I was a senior in high school, actually a freshman in college, I'd grown up in Christian school my whole life, and the local newspaper decided that they were going to write an article on students who grew up, who grew up in Christian school their whole life and that were then going to a secular university. And I remember one question that was asked of me and my father, and it was, do you think that you have been kind of in a bubble, that you have been kind of protected, that you are kind of having experienced the real world? And I said, you know, no, I don't. You know, I've been exposed to things. Just because I grew up in a Christian world, it doesn't mean that I, I live in a bubble. It's not hard to get online to to turn on the TV and be exposed to counter arguments and different ways of living. You know, and I, and I remember talking with my dad about this and and him talking about, yeah, back before, you know, the internet before when I was a, when I was a kid, I grew up in a small town. And you just knew what you were told and all your friends believed the same way and you weren't exposed to things like you are today. And so I think that we can try to isolate our youth Keep them in a bubble so that they're not exposed to anything bad, but it's impossible. They're going to experience it in college, if not sooner, because everything is one click away online or on TV, and they can be exposed to other worldviews, to other religions, to arguments against Christianity. Instead, I think a correct response is to inoculate them and help them think through the issues. We do that while they're under our care so that when they're starting to think through these things, they can come to us and ask questions. And so we can help them think through these things well. I I don't want the first time my students hear an argument against Christianity be when they're off at college by themselves without someone to really go to, except for, you know, long distance. The best time to present them to these things is in the classroom and then give them a place to respond and think through these issues. I really think that inoculation is a better process and can really help our students than isolating them from these issues. And that's why I thought this event put on at this church by the youth was so important. The youth realized, hey, we can bring in an atheist. An atheist can talk with us. But what this is going to do is it's going to present us to the other side of the argument. We're going to hear pros and cons. We're going to hear refutations. We're going to hear these arguments and these these reasons of not being a Christian kind of batted around by these two guys. And we'll be able to think more critically about these issues so that when they ever come up to us out on the street or with our friends at school, whatever it may be, we've actually thought through it before. Uh, because I can't tell you how many times I've gotten messages from people saying, oh my goodness, I just had a talk with, you know, what, you know, an atheist or a skeptic or a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon, and I had no idea what to say. And so it can be very beneficial to think through these things ahead of time and know how to respond correctly. Thank you so much for listening to the Coffee House Questions podcast. If you want to ask any questions, if you want to participate in this discussion, go to the Coffee House Questions Facebook page, like the page, follow the discussions on there, send me messages. I would love to hear from you and hear what you think about this podcast and everything that's happening in your life. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a blessed weekend and a wonderful uh, holiday weekend with the holiday coming up. This is Ryan Polly with Coffee House Questions. Your love will God.